1957, while most teenage girls were listening to Buddy Holly's Peggy Sue, watching Elvis gyrate, and collecting crinoline slips, I was escaping the hanging rope of a lynch mob, dodging lighted sticks of dynamite and washing away burning acid sprayed into my eyes. During my junior year in high school, I lived at the center of a violent civil rights conflict. In 1954, the Supreme Court had decreed an end to segregated schools. Arkansas Governor Orville Faubus and states' rights segregationists defied that ruling. President Eisenhower was compelled to confront Faubus to use U.S. soldiers to force him to obey the law of the land. It was a historic confrontation that generated worldwide attention. At the center of the controversy were nine black children who wanted only to have the opportunity for a better education. On our first day at Central High, Governor Faubus dispatched gun-toting Arkansas National Guard soldiers to prevent us from entering. Mother and I got separated from the others. The two of us narrowly escaped a rope-carrying lynch mob of men and women, shouting that they'd kill us rather than see me go to school with their children. Three weeks later, having won a federal court order, we black children maneuvered our way past an angry mob to enter the side door of Central High. But by 11 that morning, hundreds of people outside were running wild, crashing through police barriers to get us out of school. Some of the police sent to control the mob threw down their badges and joined the rampage. But a few other brave members of the Little Rock Police Force saved our lives by spiriting us past the mob to safety. To uphold the law and protect our lives, President Eisenhower sent soldiers of the 101st Airborne Division, the elite Screaming Eagles, Korean war heroes. On my third trip to Central High, I rode with the 101st in an army station wagon guarded by jeeps with turret guns mounted on their hoods and helicopters roaring overhead. With the protection of our 101st bodyguards, we black students walked through the front door of the school and completed a full day of classes. But I quickly learned from those who oppose integration that the soldiers' presence meant a declaration of war. Segregationists mounted a brutal campaign against us, both inside and out of school. My eight friends and I paid for the integration of Central High with our innocence. During those years when we desperately needed approval from our peers, we were victims of the most harsh rejection imaginable. The physical and psychological punishment we endured profoundly affected all our lives. It transformed us into warriors who dared not cry even when we suffered intolerable pain. I became an instant adult, forced to take stock of what I believed and what I was willing to sacrifice to back up my beliefs. The experience endowed me with an indestructible faith in God. I am proud to report that the Little Rock experience also gave us courage, strength, and hope. We nine grew up to become productive citizens, 
with special insights about how important it is to respect the value of every human life. I am often asked, in view of the state of race relations today, if our effort was in vain. Would I integrate Central if I had it to do over again? My answer is yes, unequivocally yes. I take pride in the fact that, although the fight for equality must continue, our 1957 effort catapulted the civil rights movement forward a giant step and shifted the fight to a more dignified battlefield. For the first time in history, a president took a very bold step to defend civil rights, our civil rights. Back then, I naively believed that if we could end segregation in the schools, all barriers of inequality would fall. If we had